All right, welcome to the Alma Galloway Show here on RadioPhoenix.org. And on this segment, we have Sandy Close, and she is a journalist and the founder of Ethnic Media Services. She was direct executive director of Pacific News Services uh, from 1974 to 2017, and she founded Ethnic Media Services, a nonprofit agency focused on developing cross-cultural journalism and marketing projects to promote inclusive public discourse. And she is was the co-producer of a documentary, Breathing Lessons, The Life and Work of Mark O'Brien, which won the Academy Award for Best Documentary Short Subject in 1996. Uh, she's a very talented uh, journalist, and we're going to talk to her about uh, the census coming up and more. So stay tuned to the Alvin Galloway Show here on RadioPhoenix.org after we hear a little bit from Curtis Mayfield. Curtis Mayfield, and this is my country. 
Curtis Mayfield and the Impressions. And this is the Alvin Galloway Show here on RadioPhoenix.org. And I'm glad to see Sandy Close, a good friend, a, a very talented journalist uh, who's been in the business for a number of years. Uh, welcome, Sandy. How are you doing today? Fine. I'm thrilled to be here and to see you again. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's great to see you coming in from the, the Bay Area. Um, we know there's a, lo- a lot of things going on in the Bay Area and what, what you've been up to. The census, which is coming up, very important issue, very important community issue. Why would you say the census is important, uh, especially to the ethnic community? I think the first time I realized just the magnitude of the importance of the census was uh, some 20 years ago, mm-hmm. 2000, driving up to Sacramento to try and pitch the legislature on spending more money on ethnic media advertising mm. about the census. And um, I knew very little at the time, but I think as a result of the drive up and the drive back with a advocate of the census who was Chinese-American, mm-hmm. I became a convert. Okay. <laughs> what was the conversion? It was realizing this is the only initiative in the country where everyone counts or we all lose. And that formulation stuck with me. Here I was trying to build a national association that would give ethnic news organizations greater visibility. And people acted like, oh, ethnic media? That's sort of uh, like those Ma and Pa uh, operations that cannibalize the uh, mainstream media, and why should I care about them? Mm-hmm. And truly, um, I remember the Chinese American advocate saying, laughing and saying, you know, the eight Chinese language newspapers that operated at that time in San Francisco, their circulation is way bigger than the daily mainstream newspaper, (laughs) only nobody knows it. And the fact was, until 2000, even in California, which by then had become a majority of minorities, people were totally unaware of the dramatic demographic changes going on in the country, which had given rise to this proliferation of ethnic news media. Mm -hmm. So I think to make a long story short, the realization that the data collected by the census were telling us who we were and who we were becoming. Mm -hmm. And without that mirror, we didn't have a clue, most of us particularly those of us who lived sort of in a silo. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to fall into the group you work with or live with. And as we know, we had the dream of breaking down segregation in the 60s. But today, schools are more segregated than they were 50 years ago. And so we didn't, while we did great progress in, I would say, cultural integration Mm -hmm. in in that we saw a rise in mixed marriages, we saw acceptances across the board. Aretha Franklin sang in a way that made even the most rapid uh, 
person in the 60s who believed in segregation think, I want to be like that. How right. can I mm-hmm. resist it? Mm-hmm. Um, but institutionally, we didn't make a whole lot of progress. And I, I think about the need to know who we are becoming. Without the senses, we don't have that mirror of ourselves. So in a way, while most people would say the census matters because it's how the federal government decides where and how to spend its money Mm -hmm. on programs like Head Start, for example, or paving roads, or almost everything we take for granted, transportation, transportation, um, they would say, and quite correctly, if you're practical about things, Sandy, you have to care about the census because it's how we distribute billions of dollars, Mm -hmm. easily $8 billion uh, in federal dollars. And others would say, well, it's how we are represented. All of the redistricting that determines the uh, way in which we, how we vote uh, for which candidates, how many representatives a particular state has, for example, all of the, even the dog catcher, even the most uh, in smallest cities with uh, school districts, the lines for political representation tend to go back to census figures. So you could say, in addition to the money, political representation. Right. But in some ways, as a journalist, I have to say, without the census in 2000 telling us as Americans that we have just experienced three decades of unprecedented immigration. And we have changed. We are no longer the black and white society the Kerner Commission described in the 1960s. We are a country of such diversity, the grandmother doesn't even know what to call her grandchild Mm. anymore. We don't have languages for it. The Hindu who married the Jewish uh, the Jewish uh, groom, the gr- Jewish husband, is this Hindu, the black who married the Mexican. This is a Blacksican kid. The, the, the formulations went beyond our, our understandings in the year 2000. Now we call it mixed. Mm-hmm. But I find it so fascinating to realize that we're, we're becoming this very... Um, first of its kind ever um, society where Mongolians are now living alongside Mexicans, alongside uh, Somalis Mm. uh, in a neighborhood of Oakland. And these are populations that never knew each other existed before. And there their children are in school. And we have to race to keep up with where they're going. Mm. And the census comes along and tells us this is who not only we are now, but who we are becoming. I think currently there's such, uh, uh, from whatever administration currently, there's such a, I'll say, effort to downplay the census. Um, I think uh, because they don't want people... uh, say people of color to benefit from certain uh, uh, funds or, or programs uh, that, that the federal government supplies or, or funds, uh, that type of thing. 
Well, th this is so interesting because in 2010, there was this sense of momentum about finally now we're going to, well, 2000 was very helpful, mm -hmm. but 2010, man, we're going to sock it to the world. This is who we are. Mm -hmm. We are truly becoming a multiracial, multiethnic, multilingual, uh, cosmopolitan society, okay? Mm -hmm. So there was uh, an excitement, and there was also um, the Bush administration had invested a lot of money, which is important to understand. Bush was, in, a, in his own way, pro-immigrant. Mm -hmm. And so you had, for the first time ever, a government agency investing over 50% of its advertising dollars in ethnic media to reach the diverse populations. It had now finally recognized it needed to reach to get a complete count. Right. Well, unfortunately, um, that's kind of, that was then and this is now. We have the sense, I think, not of the Census Bureau itself, which I think is made up of people who truly are converts to the Census. Right. I think so many people in the Census Bureau are working, they're just uh, working day and night because they believe in the vision of the Census mm -hmm. uh, to tell it all, to be inclusive, that everybody counts or we all are gonna lose. Mm -hmm. But the funding was slow to get appropriated by Congress. Not, I'm not an expert on this, but I do know that there have been changes, of course, going online to save money. And of course, you can argue because it'll be more effective, mm -hmm. um, has raised a lot of concerns. Uh, but most importantly, the Trump administration decision uh, in 2017 announced um, to add a citizenship question to the census. For over a year, people battled over this. This became a political issue mm -hmm. um, that seemed to epitomize the Trump administration's uh, perceived antagonism to communities of color, particularly immigrant communities mm -hmm. of color. Mm -hmm. So, um, you could say the fear that that engendered has definitely remained a big obstacle. So along with uh, some of the funding that was more, um, seemed to be more available in 2008 and nine for pre-census organizing, it was slower to get off the ground. How and why that happened, I'm not sure, but then you ran into uh, the problem of the citizenship question. And so many of us in the community organizations that were advocating for the census had to drop everything to sort of focus on, on this political issue. Right. So that was kind of a setback. This is Althea Long, and you're listening to The Alvin Galloway Show. Stay tuned as you tune in for an intellectual tune-up. The Alvin Galloway Show, Sundays, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. for conversation, music, and culture. And tune in to The Althea Long Show. It's a music mind walk every Sunday at noon to 2 p.m. right here on Radio Phoenix. 
Support for Radio Phoenix comes in part from Native Health, located at 4041 North Central Avenue, Building C, near the corner of Central Avenue and Indian School Road in Phoenix. Native Health provides primary medical, dental, behavioral health, WIC, and wellness services for the urban Native American community. More information is available at 602-279-5262 or online at nativehealthphoenix.org.
Yes, the Isley Brothers have got a work to do here on RadioFinks.org, the Alvin Galloway Show with uh, Sandy Close, a journalist um, and the founder of Ethnic Media Services. And we're talking about uh, the census, the important census that's coming up in 2020. Now, oddly enough, with the citizenship question no longer um, sort of driving media coverage, there's a little bit of a danger that people will find the census, oh, that again, why is that important? And so there's a lot of lack of information and even disinformation mm -hmm. about the census. I, I would say, as a journalist, the census is one of the most fascinating subjects. I can't imagine um, being bored by it because every time I strip off, peel off one uh, skin of the onion and go deeper, it gets more and more interesting. Mm -hmm. And I, I can give you a few examples of that. Okay. We started in uh, California a series of frequently asked questions. So for the Chinese reporter doing his first column, finding out from his audience what is the big question. Um, it was language. So this time around, the census is going to be in multiple languages online. But if you don't have access to going online, or like me, are probably scared at my age of doing it wrong, so you'd prefer the print, the print is only available in two languages, mm. English and Spanish. So imagine yourself as an 80-year-old Chinese lady who doesn't do the internet stuff, Darn. who lives alone at home. She will have to get somebody to take her to a library, to show her how to go online, and to translate for her so she can actually figure out how to answer. Because if she tries to answer in, in the print form, she'll have to learn English to answer in English. For Latinos, the number one first question was, what happens if I don't answer the census? Because there, of course, the fear is very intense mm -hmm. and uh, the sense that if you make yourself visible to the census now, the Trump administration will somehow send ICE to find you even if you're completely legal, you're scared because maybe you have a relative living with you who isn't legal. Right. So there's a tremendous fear and, and sense of needing to avoid the census. Even though it's guaranteed confidential, it's hard for people to believe anything is guaranteed right. when, mm -hmm. uh, so many leaks when there's so many yeah. decisions that seem mm -hmm. to reverse what we had prized. Um, mm -hmm. So for... The Hispanic population, the question was, um, what happens to me if I don't answer it? And of course, the answer to that is somebody's going to come to your door, sure enough, unless you live in such a sort of invisible community that they won't know how to find you. Mm -hmm. For African Americans, it's been fascinating going around the country. And overwhelmingly, I would say the number one question would be, who decides how the money is spent mm. once the census numbers are in 
and money is apportioned, who makes the decisions about how it gets spent? Why is that a number one issue? Because in many communities we've found that we've had meetings with African Americans um, to talk about the census. The concern has been, well, in 2010, we went all out for the census. And what did they do when they got our numbers? They used the money to gentrify the cities and we got displaced. Mm. So there's a sense of like, how do you, how do you find out um, if you, if you truly are joining, enrolling, and filling out the census, in part because you want the money to be fairly distributed, what guarantee do you have that it will be fairly mm-hmm. distributed? Mm-hmm. And so, of course, it goes back to the redistricting question. Am I fairly represented? Do I have my voice heard? All of these are very interrelated. Native Americans have probably the highest undercount of all groups, and particularly on isolated reservations, but also in places like Los Angeles, which has the largest native population of any city, any region in the country. Um, And they're very dispersed, so it's hard to reach them. Mm -hmm. And I would say there that uh, issues of distrust and then the whole sense of um, how do I identify the questions about um, do I define myself as indigenous, as if I'm also part of the Latin American indigenous populations, native. There's so many issues that are specific um, to native communities about the census that the frequently asked question column is going to be fascinating. How do we answer all of these? And I would would say, of course, as I said at the beginning, this is a common ground issue. We all have a high stake in it. If the census count for Phoenix is too low, then we're all going to feel the repercussions of that. Mm But there's one very specific theme to keep in mind. The population with the highest undercount, traditionally, for the last two or three censuses, has been zero to five-year-olds, the youngest kid. Mm. Why does that matter? Because services for children disproportionately rely on federal money. And federal money relies on census data. So you That's have like Head Start and yes. programs like that. So yeah. you have this issue. I remember in Raleigh, North Carolina, a black pastor getting up after several people had said gentrification is what we got for our good work, mm. and 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 listening to a speaker from the Children's Defense Fund talk about um, just what it was going to mean for kids, and he said, "Okay, I convert." do it for the kids. Mm. And so I think uh, counting kids matters the most in the 2020 census. Mm -hmm. And you can be afraid, you can be angry, you can be distrustful, or you can just be bored and apathetic. And Mm. in the end, do it for the kids. Okay. Now, um, 
what um, I, I know you're, you're you're working to bring uh, different ethnic media together. Um, right, for, we for came to Phoenix. My colleague mm-hmm. Anthony Advincula, mm-hmm. who's been a journalist for many years, and myself, and we've come to Phoenix to um, ask longtime partners like yourself uh, to create, help us create a media platform where we can bring local community stakeholders, uh, officials, elected officials, and people already working here, like one Arizona, on census issues together to really talk about what the stakes are for ethnic Arizonans. And our sense has been these high-touch meetings are extremely effective in building a broad cross-ethnic coalition Mm -hmm. among media and among community organizations. We can't do it through the media alone as we might have been able to do in 2010. The ethnic media have been, like all media, really hurt by the shift to digital advertising and by the recession of 2008. Mm -hmm. They're uh, struggling to hold on and survive At the same time, you have newcomer populations that have not had time to create their own media. So we need to work together to forge a kind of communication infrastructure. They call it in California the coconut wireless, where you you are, it's word of mouth, it's, uh, it's everything you can do on social media, but if you're a Hmong person, and you're working on the cannabis fields of Northern California, and you might even be from Minnesota, living in the, in the redwood forest to go work on cannabis plants and avoid ice raids. Mm. How are you gonna know about the census? Right. Probably the coconut wireless. Coconut wireless, all right. Well, I appreciate I know you have to run and you're very busy uh, time uh, that you yeah, that you have to do a lot of things here in right here in the in the Phoenix area. Well, could uh, could I just say your mm-hmm. audience and you are extremely valuable to us, and if anyone listening to this program would be interested in joining the briefing we're planning, we don't have exactly the date yet, but to please let you know and or. Um, let us know, and I can um, give you a email address. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's it's uh, www.ethnicmediaservices.org, uh, or the phone number is 415-533-0765. And we would love to invite you and we hope you will be Definitely. joining us to share your perspectives, and I can flip the lid and ask you the questions <laughs> I would love to ask. Absolutely. appreciate you, and uh, uh, definitely anytime you would like to even call in, we can uh, do something over, over the air. I would love to, and I'm so glad you're doing this uh, continued journalism to reach uh, the people who may feel uh, they don't have a voice or a platform uh, to advocate on their behalf. All right. Thank you very much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Sandy Close, the Academy Award winning Sandy Close, uh, a legend in journalism 
and the founder of Ethnic Media Services, talking about the importance of the upcoming census here in the United States, the 2020 census. Stay tuned for more on The Alvin Galloway Show. <laughs> 